Hello there, Living Force podcast listeners. Santa here, and when I'm out delivering toys to all the good little Padawans, I enjoy listening to my free Star Wars audiobook from Audible. And you can get a free book from Audible, too. Just go to utini.com slash audible and click free trial. Then you can take your pick from all the Star Wars selections Audible has to offer. And if you're on the nice list, you might find a shiny new lightsaber under the tree this year. Except for you, Randy. Not after what happened last year. <laughs> Merry Christmas! Hi, I'm Sarah Kuhn. I'm the author of Dr. Afra, the audiobook, and you are listening to The Living Force. Welcome to The Living Force Podcast. Be mindful of the living force, young Padawan. A Utini production. Luminous beings, so we. Not this crude matter. Episode number 88, The High Republic Preview Part 2. You know the Jedi? What do you know? On this episode, happy birthday shout-outs. What about the droid attack on the Wookiees? Plus new Utini merch. Good relations with the Wookiees, I have. And the Utini crew talks about the High Republic preview. I'll never turn to the dark side. And now, here are your hosts. Hello there. Dr. Corey Helton, Eric Eilerson, and Wes Jenkins. What is up, everybody? Welcome into the Living Force. Oh, I am one of your hosts, Eric Eilerson, and joining me tonight to talk about everything we love in Star Wars publishing specifically, we got Dr. Corey Helton. Hello, sir. What is happening, my friends? New setup, new camera angles, new microphone. Look at all this stuff. And you say our Patreon doesn't actually get us anything. Just kidding. We love you all. Um, you know what it didn't get us, though? I'm going to address Cheryl in the chat. This new fancy chair of mine. Uh, for all <laughs> you on the audio, I do have a new Cyberpunk 2077 Secret Lab chair. I love it. Yes, Eric knows it's distracting, and no, he doesn't care. <laughs> Damn straight. <laughs> Wes Jenkins is also here. What's up, dude? What's going on, everybody? Uh, sad, sad, but good. I received a Star Wars celebration package in the mail today. Oh. It was my, it was my lanyard they were, I was going to wear. Oh man. And, uh, and they just, you know, they gave it to me. We're like, here's your, you know, $10 lanyard you're never going to use. Whatever. I remember those Hi, days when <laughs> we were going to do that, you know, when Star Wars celebration was going to happen. I got mine in the mail too. I mean, but I guess the, it begs the question. Are we going to buy them again when the new ones come out, or are we just going to use these? I don't know. No, How cheap are you? Well, no, the <laughs> thing is, we're going to bitch about the fact that they're trying to extort money about from us as we type in our credit card numbers to buy the new ones. Let's be honest. That's what's yeah, going to happen. Yeah, I'm going to buy the true. new one. I'm definitely going to buy it. Well, if you are here, we hope to see you at Celebration in 2022, but we are happy to welcome you into The Living Force, the official podcast of utini.com. Tonight, we're going to talk about chapters 5 through 8 of Charles Soule's Light of the Jedi that got uh, released over at Penguin Random House. If you missed our show last week, we talked about the first four chapters. So go ahead, pause the show, go back, listen to our thoughts on that, and we're going to continue this week. A couple things, though, before we get into that. First of all, I want to wish a very special happy birthday to Carl Sander. Sandler? Sander. Oh my gosh, now I'm, now I'm second-guessing myself. Carl of the Utini team, an OG Utinian who has been with us for years. One of the only, the only Utinian I have met in real life. Um, happy birthday, buddy. 
I hope you had a good one. Yeah, happy Carl's- birthday, Carl. Yeah. Yeah. Happy birthday. Yep, great. All right, moving on then. <laughs> Whatever, moving uh- <laughs> on. Let us know when your damn birthday is so we can announce it. Yeah. <laughs> or don't. Whatever. It's cool. Whatever you want. Uh, but in, in the complete opposite tone of news, though, we also want to bring uh, attention to a, a, a tragedy that happened in the Star Wars world this week. Uh, David Prowse, the actor who played the physical body of Darth Vader in the original trilogy, passed away this week at 85. Um, and it was a rough blow for the Star Wars community. A lot of the original actors, I mean, spent all their time with him, right? I mean, James Earl Jones did the voice in his studio, but on set, it was David Prowse every day for three movies. And he will be missed by uh, all that worked with him. Apparently, he was just a lovely dude. So, from all of us at the Living Force that grew up watching him point effectively, have lightsaber battles with Mark Hamill, um, thoughts to his family and everyone that loved him. So, I have his uh, Force now. I have his signature hanging on my wall behind me. Um, oh you wow! Can't, you can't see it in my shot, but I have a I have an autograph photo from David Prowse that. Um, I bought a couple years ago. Um, there's a uh, there's a documentary on Netflix that everybody. I don't know if it's still on Netflix. It was at one point about I forget what it's called. Something about father or something like that. It's it's about David Prowse getting the role uh, to play Darth Vader and and kind of the controversy surrounding Lucasfilm sort of snubbing him in a lot of ways. And that's yeah, not him sure. that takes off his helmet in uh, Return of the Jedi. And that was a surprise to him. Um, he found oh. out as he walked on to set wearing the costume that he was not going to be showing his face after all those years. And uh, the man was an inc- incredible person. He was a bodybuilder back in the early mm-hmm. days, the Arnold days. He has a yeah. really <laughs> wonderful story. That documentary is awesome and yeah. definitely going to be a miss. I knew this day was coming. He's been sick for a long time. Um, he and, got COVID. Uh, his, did his he really? Announced, yeah, he had wow, COVID. I didn't know that. In, in two weeks, that's that's what eventually. Um, Dang, uh, that sucks, man. That so, sucks. Wash your hands. Wear a mask for Vader. Right. That's you know seems seems pretty logical there. Uh, also, fun fact: he was the trainer for Christopher Reeve for the Superman movies. So wow. he's put his mark on cinema. He will be missed dearly. Now, in the roller coaster of emotions, apparently we're starting the show with from high to low to high again. We want to announce a giveaway. Now, if you are in the live stream, you see I always have some books next to me. Uh, this week, I also have a Lego set that my cousin-in-law sent me, and I just want to brag about it. I got a Poe Dameron Lego set. I'm very happy about it. Um, but I also have this book, which is the limited edition, out-of-print exclusive Thrawn Ascendancy Chaos Rising like, lithograph hardcover book. Um we were lucky enough to grab one of these, but Corey, this isn't mine. This is not my book. So tell me That's why right. I have to look at it. It's it it is in fact mine. Thank you so much for buying that for me, Eric, with your <laughs> yeah. money. Really honorable. Um no, we uh when we found out this book was coming out a couple months ago, um, I said that we should buy one and give it away. Now this this collector's edition book was $160, right? So it was really pricey. Uh, there was only there was a very limited number of them like that they 750 produced. Seven hundred and fifty made, I yeah. believe. Very They're limited gonna, number they produced. Gone. This they this, gone. this this is one of the probably biggest, most collectible book specifically items ever to be released. Um, so we're super excited to give it away. Um, details regarding that giveaway are going to come out here in the next week or so. We're still working on some of the behind the scenes stuff. It's kind of technical actually doing a, a giveaway of this magnitude. So um, be looking for that. We're going to do the giveaway. Um, at our Christmas party, which, uh, what's, what's the date of that now? The 28th, I believe? The 28th, I believe. So we'll be doing a live, live stream show Mondays as, as usual. The 28th will be the Utini Christmas party. 
where you'll get to meet a lot of other team members. It'll be a jovial good time, and we will be giving away this book there. Like Corey said, stay tuned to our Twitter, our Discord, our Facebook page. We'll be announcing ways you can enter to win. You do not have to be a patron. You do not have to be a, a, a listener for years. We're going to give plenty of people ways to win uh, this gorgeous collectible book. Again, I mean, shout out to uh, Delray and, and everyone for putting this together. It is absolutely gorgeous. And I can't enter. And that's okay. That's okay. I'll be fine. <laughs> I'm sure. But uh, so, yes, keep an eye out for that. Uh, details coming in the upcoming weeks. But speaking of our patrons, um, Corey, we finally set a date for a lovely patron event, didn't we? We did. We set a date for the famous reading of I, Jedi. Um, we got one in the community. It was our $400 patron uh, reward, and uh, I let the community, we're going to pick uh, different scenes and stuff from the book, and I'm going to do a live reading and get very intoxicated while I do. Um, which, <laughs> we're telling you that, ahead of time. Yes, telling us ahead of time. And I, I don't remember what day of the week this is on. I hope it's, I hope it's on a weekend. <laughs> now that I'm, now that I'm thinking about this, I think it is. I really hope it's on a weekend. Otherwise, it's I'm on a Friday. <laughs> okay, excellent, excellent. Um, yeah, so we're gonna do this. It's gonna be a lot of fun. I need to reread the book, and so I can pick my own passages too. Um, but if you guys have uh, passages you want me to read, then be sure to send them to me in Discord, yeah. so I can suffer together with you. Yep, and that'll be January eighth. Of 2021, January 8th. Mark your calendars. Make sure you're free. It's going to be a freaking awesome time, to be sure. And, hey, you're making Corey read the full book of iJedi as well. So, I mean, it's a win-win-win. Well done, everyone. I'm I'm not appreciative at all. But, you know, (laughs) here we are. Here we are. Um, Also, we have a new Patreon feature uh, that we released this week. For those of you that are patrons of the show, uh, usually you just kind of say, hey, every month we'll give you teeny a couple bucks and you get uh, various rewards, things like that. We love you all. We're so we're seriously blown away every month by it. But Patreon has this feature called an annual membership, which is exactly what it sounds like. You can become a patron for a full year. And if you sign up now to be a Utini patron by December 31st, New Year's Eve, you will get two months free next year. So you're literally getting 12 months of Patreon perks from us, but you only have to pay 10 months worth, whatever tier you pick. So it's cool. It's a sale. We still get the same amount, I think. So do it, I guess, right? <laughs> is there is there a better pitch for that? I think it's a damn good idea. <laughs> Might have to switch mine around and do the one year. Corey, give me some stuff. You're a patron? When did that happen? <laughs> when did that happen? My ass, man. <laughs> I'm just kidding. HBO. If you guys remember, we actually created Patreon back in the day because um, we wanted to create some perks just for our own team, right? So it was a cool way to like get everybody to financially contribute, I guess, to so, like, paying for the website and stuff. So now it's, uh, now it's a lot of fun. I really thought that most of our team members had quit doing that, though. <laughs> I, guess, I guess you're the only one that still believes in us, Wes. Oh, we, oh my God. I feel so strongly about this company. I fear yeah. we should, we go, you go so far with my ten dollars. Oh my god! It's like that episode of Futurama where Scruffy the janitor is. He's like they're at the board meeting and he's he's got like fifty thousand shares and he a single tier and he's like, I believe in this company. <laughs> Excellent. That's oh West right now. God, next week after this episode comes out, the team listens to it. We're gonna realize, oh, we have seventy six bucks in Patreon now. Oh. <laughs> Oh, uh, but uh, go check that out. Save some money. Um, help us out. But we want to celebrate as well. Uh, like I say every week, my favorite part of the show now, uh, Corey, who's our patron of the week this week that we want to celebrate with everything we have? 
our patron of the week this week is Paul Matthews. We're, um, he is super active in assembly chat and in our Discord. He's been around for a long time. I believe, uh, Paul, I'm not sure if you're listening live. You may have to correct me. Um, I believe he was a subscriber to the book box back in that the day. Sounds that sounds right. That name, that name is familiar. Um, I didn't see faces back then, but obviously I see names. So their name does sound familiar. So, uh, Paul, thanks again for being a patron. And uh, Wes, throw that video up. Hello, everyone. My name is Paul Matthews, and I'm really excited and uh, thankful to be the patron of the week for Utini this week. So um, about me, I'm from Asheville, North Carolina. Um, I got into Star Wars as a young kid. I watched the VHS tapes of the original trilogy, and I would rewind the Battle of Hoth over and over. And I just loved it from early on as I can remember. Um, to get into the EU, I read the 2004 Clone Wars Adventures comics. They had all sorts of crazy stuff with Obi-Wan and Anakin and massive super battle droids and it was super wacky and fun uh, the first book i remember getting from the library was the old republic fatal alliance and after that i went and reread a ton of the old books they were not legends at the time they were just eu and i loved them uh, my favorite this was really hard my favorite book series um i went with the darth bane trilogy just because it added so much to Star Wars. I loved all the characters. It had a great narrative and was just super great. <clears throat> My favorite Star Wars film changes a lot. Uh, right now it's Return of the Jedi. I just watched it a couple weeks ago again. And the third act of that movie is just super fantastic. I love the music. Everything about it was super awesome for me. Um, I found Utini. Uh, my first round table was Resistance Reborn. It was after I had listened to the audio book for it, and I really just wanted to hear people talk about it. And after that, um, I didn't join Patreon for a while. Um, I'm a senior in college, and I really told myself I shouldn't spend money on something like that, but I just wanted to support Utini, and after a while, I ended up giving in and joining, and I'm really glad I did. What I'm looking forward to next is the next Thrawn Ascendancy book. I'm really excited about that, and I can't wait to see where we go with uh, the whole new area of the galaxy. Uh, and with so much weekly Utini content, I'm just excited for whatever happens next, the weekly uh, bounty hunts, the main show, all of it's fantastic and super high quality. Um, a question for the hosts, I was going to ask, if we get a new Star Wars video game, what character or eras would you guys like to see? And then to find me on Twitter, I'm P. Maddie Ice. if you want to see me retweeting the falcons after every week or pictures of my action figures that's pretty much all i all i do there but thank you guys all right awesome. Paul, thank you man oh yeah. awesome love love hearing that uh we were we were talking as we were watching your video we love when people talk about bane uh one of the the unanimous favorites around here and what a great freaking question too uh because we've been getting so many good star wars games lately what do we want? What era? What characters? Uh, I, I wanna, I'm going to go first in this because something immediately just popped into my head. I think it's got to be... Um, I want High Republic. That's yeah. what I want, period. I, mm. I want a High Republic video game. I want a third-person action. Um, ju just a High Republic game. That's it. I mean, it's, uh, you'll find out why as we go later into this show, but it just seems so freaking fun. Oh man, I don't have a, I don't have an answer yet, Wes. You got anything? Yes, 
I want a episode one video game and you play as Qui-Gon. I want to, <clears throat> I was mm-hmm. big prequel, big people, prequel buff, I guess, but, um, at, having Qui-Gon in a, just to see him fight somebody other than Darth Maul twice, I would, uh, I'd appreciate that. Yeah. Be great. Yeah. He does have a 50% failure rate in duels. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Um, real quick, uh, my, my eye just went wide looking in the chat because John Dutch Vander just put Knights of the High Republic. Give me it. them drugs. Uh, That's it. <laughs> yes, actually. Oh uh, I still want the Star Wars 1313 game to be produced. I was trying to remember yeah, uh, what that was, and it's it's not necessarily like I really enjoy the uh, Assassin's Creed esque of, uh, of uh, what is it, Fallen. Fallen Jedi? Is that what it was? I'm just, I'm, I'm just gonna let you get there. Oh man, that's yeah, the game that was just released this year that I played in two days and beat and haven't touched since. That game, yeah. <laughs> Fallen Order. Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> um, I I would like that, except not as a not as a Jedi character. I want to play as like a bounty hunter or something like that. Maybe even like a sure. RPG style, kind of like Knights of the Old Republic would would be really fun. We could kind of play um play as that so you and i've been playing a lot of assassin's creed lately uh eric so like something of that nature there's a lot of customizability in this one it seems like so something of that nature would be a lot of fun i think absolutely we'll keep we'll we'll keep our eyes peeled because we are not going to have a short well a shortage maybe of star wars video games not as many as we'll like but there are definitely gonna be more games coming out uh each year with the success of battlefront 2 Fallen Order Squadrons. It seems like it's still pretty successful. The player base is falling a bit, but um, very excited to see what is coming up. Paul, excellent question. So happy to have you in this family, brother. Uh, sorry about your Falcons in general. <laughs> uh, now it's time for the Star Wars Weekly Roundup. Yes, every week we talk about what has happened in Star Wars the previous week. Uh, and sometimes, like this week, we do a mini book review. And this week I have the lightsaber collection book from inside editions full disclosure the folks at inside editions were kind enough to send this my way uh so i could tell you guys about it a little bit so first things first this book is essentially a reference book that talks about almost every lightsaber you can imagine i'll show you on the screen here this is the layout of the book you get a little bio of a jedi or a dark side user or anyone that has a lightsaber you get a view of their lightsaber and it tells you about it. And I'm talking about you get people like Anakin Skywalker, but you also get people like Asajj Ventress. You get people like um, Stellan Jiros from the High Republic. You get Ahsoka in all of her different lightsabers. You get Gungi, the Wookiee apprentice from the Clone Wars. Like, this is almost, if you could think of a lightsaber, it's in this book. And one of my favorite things about this book, I gotta say, it's not super long, but one thing that I love is that it has information that kind of flirts with the line of practical stuff in the films and lore, right? Because sometimes they'll tell you, oh, the base of the lightsaber was made from uh, the top of a camera, right? Like we heard some things about the old school lightsabers in the original trilogy. But they'll also say, okay, Kyadi Mundi, my favorite tidbit in the book. He has a lightsaber in the prequels that is blue, except for one scene, it is green. Now, for those of us that <laughs> love the prequels and love the original trilogy, this happens all the time, Right. Um, so, oh, Joxy, thanks for those bits, buddy. Um, so he has two technically different colored lightsabers. So in this book, they tell you that now in canon lore, Kiati Mundi has a lightsaber with two crystals to match his two brains, and he has a switch that switches between blue and green. Now, did they have to do that? Absolutely not. 
But did they? Hell yeah, because Star Wars. So uh, it's, it's that kind of stuff in this book that is just makes it a really, really fun read. I Honestly, this is like a great uh, like smaller Christmas gift for someone that doesn't want a huge like hours upon hours encyclopedia of Star Wars. But you can flip through this in like an afternoon. And it goes all the way up through uh, Rey's lightsaber in The Rise of Skywalker. So it's super updated. And I got to say, um, seeing that lightsaber from the High Republic was... Um, was pretty cool because we talked a couple weeks ago with the Star Wars book how it combined things from comics and from books and from TV shows and from movies all on the same level. The lightsaber collection surprisingly does the same. Cal Kestis, in here. All the Inquisitors, in here. Prequel Jedi, in here. Rebels characters, in here. Um, the new uh, Vader Immortal game, in here. So uh, highly recommend the lightsaber collection from Insight. It's, it's one of my favorite smaller reference books and i can tell that some days i'm going to be like oh wait what did uh what was plo Koon's lightsaber look like again i'll flip through it um and it just brings you back and gives you nice little bite size information so get it now it's available on amazon on all your regular booksellers and it's going to be a great addition for the holiday season there we go additionally this week we got a little bit of book news not a ton um, the Dr. Afra audiobook original that we all loved so much from earlier this year is now officially getting the worst kept secret in the industry, a script release. Uh, just like Dooku Jedi Lost was released in a physical format, Afra, an audiobook original, will be getting its script bound again. StarWars.com released the cover this week. It will be coming out on April 6th of 2021. So if you head over to utini.com to the new releases page, it is up there. You can get your pre-order in because you loved listening to Alfred, didn't you? Of course you did. You got a soul, but you want to see it on your shelf. So go ahead, pick that one up, add it to your list because, let's be honest, um, you don't have enough books to read next year, right? There's not a whole lot being published except for... The High Republic novels coming out in January and February, and the Star Wars Insider Fiction Collection in March, and Thrawn Ascendancy, Greater Good, I almost forgot for a second, coming out on May the 4th, so make sure you head over to the new releases page, get all of those, head over, grab the lightsaber collection for your reference book needs, tons of Star Wars coming your way, it's just a great time to be alive, guys, I'm really happy about it. Are you happy about it? Am no. I happy for myself? <laughs> yeah, well done, all, by, all by yourself. All by yourself. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm super excited for that. That the um, the book cover. I wish I had it pulled up for you guys. The book cover looks awesome. Like, um, yeah, yeah, it looks really sick. It's real. It'd be pretty. a good idea just to run through it, listening to it, and reading it at the same time. So I've, I've never yeah, I've never you. done that. I've heard that people do Me that, either. but um, I've heard that it's it's a lot of fun to do that. Uh, yeah, I've definitely I've definitely read stuff and then listened to the audio book, but I've never done them at the same time. Yeah, we'll see. That might be a fun thing to do. It might be a fun new experience to try out. And I want to say thank you to Joxie in the chat for saying that was a less weird intro to the weekly update. So thanks. That's what I strive for, buddy. <laughs> um, all right. Last week, we spent our time talking about how much we freaking loved the first four chapters of Charles Soule's Light of the Jedi. We discussed how brave, frankly, it was for Del Rey to release eight chapters of a book for free with no ads. And um, it seemed to go pretty well for them. Now, this week, we read chapters 5, 6, 7, and 8, and before we go any further, heads up, we will be talking about what happens in these four chapters. They are, technically, I mean, they're the beginning of the book, they're out there, they are free to read, so if you don't want to be spoiled or you're waiting for the book upcoming, thanks for listening to the show so far. Skip to, like, 
don't know, five minutes left or something. We'll talk about some other stuff. But for all of you still here, let's dive in. Corey, Wes, how did you like the back half of the intro of Light of the Jedi? I'm I'm so excited for this book to come out. Like it's like yes! it's it's Thrawn level good. I mean it's it's like the details and stuff are just man. I, it feels like a very new universe. Like like it like yeah, it, it right? feels like a, a level of update that we've never seen before. And I think that's what we need right now in Star Wars. Like I don't want any more like. As much as I love the Rebels TV show, as much as I love Clone Wars, I don't want any more Clone Wars stories. I don't want any more Empire stories. Or mm-hmm. like, honestly, I'm I'm kind of over the high that is uh, the sequel trilogy now too. I could leave all that stuff alone for a while. I need something new, mm-hmm. man. And like, yeah, I think that's one of the reasons that Thrawn stood out to me so much is that we got all this all this lore and stuff about the Chiss, and like, this is like that, man. Like, they're the Jedi seem so different. Like the details about their ships not having. Mm-hmm freaking controls because they're jedi and they fly with the force like what the hell man it's amazing <laughs> i uh that's my favorite stuff i can't wait to talk about that chapter specifically uh yeah couldn't agree more it blew me away I, I i i somehow i think i even loved these four chapters better than the first four and I, i'm pretty sure i hit you guys up in slack after i read them and i'm like is this gonna be the best star wars book ever like it is (laughs) it might be it's just starting at such a good pace uh Wes where are you with it man I mean it sounds like they may be filling in these little details or these gaps that we've been looking for about the force and how it works and how they use it because this one part of the chapter we'll get into later that I can't wait to talk about it's that like how they're all interconnected with each other and how they can all feel what each yeah. other is feeling. Yeah. And it's not yeah. just because yep. it's not having the same power as the other person. One may have a, a larger view of the force than somebody else, but it all helps within like a collective gain. It's amazing. It's yeah. an amazing detail. It is. It is. Yeah. I, I, uh, so you guys, this is kind of on topic. Uh, so I've been trying to get into Marvel, uh, Marvel and DC comics lately, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I, uh, I built this crazy database. That's what I do when I get obsessed about something. Is I do a crap ton of data entry. So I built myself a comics database so I can like keep a checklist of, uh, of what I'm reading and stuff. And every mm-hmm. single time I came across Charles Soule, like I would take the summary bit, which I can see part of it in my database, and I would just write in all caps, Charles Soule. Ex- Exclamation points. That's the first letters that I see <laughs> of the description. So it's easy just to quickly pick the Charles Soul comics because man, the dude's a genius. He really is. Absolutely is. And and yeah, let's let's not waste any more time before we go right into it. We're talking around it, and I don't feel that's fair. Let's jump right in. Chapter five, we meet my at least most anticipated characters in this whole book, Bell Zedifar and Master. Loden Greatstorm, who is somehow even cooler than his name. Doesn't seem possible. Uh, but Bell and Loden, uh, Apprentice and Master, respectively, are responding to the, the distress calls from Hetzel Prime. And we see them flying through the, the galaxy, going down to the planet. We get some cool Master Apprentice back and forth, learn about their relationship. And we learn a lot about the vector ship that they're flying. And like Corey said earlier, how they're flying with the Force. They're really feeling it. Like, normal people cannot fly these ships. They're not outfitted with all this tech because you need yeah. to feel the ship. You need to feel mm-hmm. your co-pilots. You need to feel where you are. And as they enter the upper atmosphere, Loden tests Bell and says, all right, reach out with the Force and feel where we should go. Where is the is the pain? And the way Soul writes Bell 
reaching out and opening to the light side is absolutely beautiful and is the first time he's writing someone in that way because every Jedi, as we will learn in later chapters, hears the Force differently, views the Force differently, and it's really, really descriptive. And once Bell figures out where they are, Loden is, is like, yep, I'm teaching you through this. I'm teaching you through this. Even though we're in a crisis, I'm teaching you, which shows how the Jedi are still emphasizing education of the apprentices in this era, which is also really awesome. And as Bell eventually finds out where they need to go, they set a heading. The chapter ends with Loden being like, awesome, great. Let's see what happens. See you down there. And he just jumps out of the vector <laughs> because Loden Great Storm is a goddamn badass. <laughs> How'd you guys like this chapter? I, I liked it. I, loved I it. definitely liked it. Um, which is basically the quintessential master and apprentice story. And then going down to what I wrote in my notes was steal this rich man's ship because it's obviously yes! some rich <laughs> asshole rich. was holding onto his ship and was going to let people die because he wanted his quarters to be nice and clean and not That's right. Slam with mm-hmm. a bunch of refugees. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I loved it. And I, I love the details about the master apprentice relationship is really yeah. cool. Like it seems like at the core the Jedi are the same, right? Like the Padawans, they work they work for a master and the master is constantly teaching them things and the subtle this is so short too. I'm looking at the the whole chapter almost fits on but like like two or three scrolls and I'm through the entire mm-hmm. chapter, but there were so many details in here. It's just fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Yep. Yeah, and, and there's also, like, a little bit of, like, Obi-Wan Anakin playfulness oh, in it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, like, when they come in, there's a uh, quote, entering the upper atmosphere, Bell, Loden said, not turning. You ready? You know I love this part, Master, Bell said. And I could hear Anakin in my head. Yeah, like absolutely. And it's And it's so beautiful because even in the midst of disaster... There is such grace in the way that the the ship falls down, and the, he says like a blade that cuts yes. through the clouds. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And it really seems like the Jedi in this era are so in tune with the universe, which is something we've been told about, but I feel like only Yoda's really touched on that. And maybe it's because he's in this era. Like this is when That's he true. learned. That's you know? true. I, 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 you guys know that we're gonna have to get some Yoda, but I wonder how much we will actually get. Because like, do you think that would take away from it a little bit? A little, he's he's in Daniel Jose Older's High Republic Adventures comic because he's mm-hmm. like the mentor to the kids. Right. I'm like, I think that's where he belongs. Like, that's I want a little bit of mentor Yoda. I don't think we need him on main missions like this. Yeah, you know? he's, he's yeah. not head of the Jedi Order either, right? As far as we know, I don't. Not as far as we know. Interesting. It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't feel like. Well, we haven't heard from him, but it, it feels like somebody else maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. But there's a, a, just so many great nods to what the Jedi mean and stuff like that. I mean, like the quote of, if there was injustice out there, well, they would bring justice. The Jedi were justice. Justice. Like, yes, <laughs> justice. <laughs> I'm loading great storm. Um, <laughs> but it's just, it's just so cool because I, I, these guys are so much different than Avar Chris in an earlier chapter. You already can tell that they're different. Yeah. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And, and we're going to get a, more of her later, which is just freaking awesome. But it's it's just such a nice mixture of crisis, of fun, of Jedi lore, of ship lore, yeah. and of like you said, eat the rich. Oh my gosh, why aren't they helping people? We need to help. <laughs> that is our goal is to help. Yeah, it's interesting, and there's just I love the playfulness between the master and apprentice. Like like it it very much is like the classic 
like Padawan relationship that we've seen, and it's it's super exciting. I love the ship details, right? So, uh, mm-hmm. what, what they what they talk about it's like the first paragraph of the whole chapter is like it says the ships they have very little shields, they're really nimble, um, they have limited like computer technology because the Jedi like really use the Force to fly them essentially, right? Yeah. I mean, they were the shielding. That's like, right. How That's cool right. is that? Yeah. It literally says that the Jedi are the shielding. Is what it says. It's sick. <laughs> so good they are the weaponry they are the shielding i feel like it's a like a very plain white ship maybe a cream colored ship yeah Mm -hmm. and just like it hasn't been painted yet because it doesn't need paint they can't they don't put any extra on there Mm -hmm. and then the the dome the clear dome just collapses and that's how they jump out of it that's awesome that's it's fun because it says a fleet (laughs) of them together was a sight to behold the Jedi inside coordinating their movements via the Force, achieving a level of precision no droid or ordinary pilot could match. And and it made me think of, if you guys remember the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie, the Nova Corps? Oh, yeah. At the mm-hmm. end of the movie, all the ships get together and they literally bond to make a shield. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it reminded me kind of, kind of obviously that times a million. But I just I I love them and I love these characters already. Yeah, like people about- the, the way the ships are described flying together because they all use the force yeah. to like really like communicate and stuff. Like it, it says, people called it a drift because like I'm imagining like you've seen any of those movies like Ender's Game, the sci-fi movies where there's like a hive mind. Like the way they it looks mm-hmm. like a bird flock, right? Like the way they right. shift and turn and those layering, like. That's what I'm imagining, which is so, so awesome. We've never seen anything like this before with the Jedi. It's so no. new and different. Like, even the older public games, like, it was more of the same. You know what I mean? Like, yep. there's still yep. a Jedi Council. They, they're still all grumpy. Like, it's the same, <laughs> right? Like, the ships are the same. Yeah. Like, even, mm-hmm. and even, like, the main Republic ships are the Hammerhead Corvettes, and we saw one in Rogue One, right? Like, they're still freaking using them from twenty thousand years ago yeah. basically right so <laughs> yeah i'm so excited like, for no, this it's new the the only so- the, the only criticism i have about the the general idea of this high republic is i wish it was further back than 300 years that makes it seem less like it makes it seem like the transition is way too big like did you guys think we're gonna see that in this like are we gonna oh, see no the- no i think <laughs> because i also think that in star wars time i mean the entire galactic civil war is less than a decade so I think that multiply that by that's 30 true. and then you got the amount of time. So that's true. I think, I don't know. I don't think they'll, at least for a long time. Yeah. Show the crumbling. Okay. But I also, I'm also interested because they go from this beautiful master and apprentice relationship. Oh, I'm opening the light side of the force to chapter six, which goes right back to the guys in the ground with captain bright. That's right. We mean, who's a Nautilin captain. Who's very oh, awesome. Love me a Nautilin. Yep. Um, and, and all these kind of subordinates dealing with this crisis as well with um, Petty Officer Inaman, who is just a total dick. Yeah. And I, <laughs> I, I love that bit of like, uh, I could let him get away with this, but life's too short to, to get angry at this kid and everyone's dying. So, you know, all that stuff. And I, and I like this because in this, this whole chapter is just about shooting down pieces of debris with missiles and being like, OK, mathematically, it's pretty impossible. But we gotta, we gotta try. We're gonna use everything we can, and uh, they, they, they use the quote we see a couple times of <laughs> "We are all the Republic." That's right. Which mm-hmm. is now apparently the new kind of "May the Force be with you." Like th- that's the thing you say to someone. And I liked seeing the glory of the Jedi alongside the everyman that is still gonna like. I don't have magic powers, but 
I guess I might have to sacrifice myself to save these strangers. That's right. Like, That's right. Damn. And speaking of the glory of the Jedi, Charles has entered the chat. Hello, Charles. Charles! Soul? <laughs> not that, not that, Charles. <clears throat> not the good Charles. The other one. <laughs> okay. Hey, buddy. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm totally with you. I, I love that. I love that he's... I forget what the quote is. It says something about, like, uh, um, six missiles and, like... If one's a miss, that makes it a two in five chance or some shit. The guy's like, oh, that yeah. math is not correct. He's like, I know the math's not right. That's not what <laughs> yeah. I was trying to say. I That was awesome because I, I literally, in my head, I thought, wait, that math doesn't work next Exactly. Line. Oh, right. That's the point. It's Which hilarious. Also, hey, you know what? That might be a lesson for maybe everyone on Twitter in the world. Maybe wait for the next line of dialogue to see if you're That's angry right. or not. <laughs> That's but that right. was but I loved how they were there were cracking jokes on the bridge and even afterwards he says as a Nautilus I can feel how terrified everyone is but we still got to crack some jokes we still have to like keep our spirits up because when you're around tragedy you got to you got to do something you know you still got to feel and at the end he's like I get you're scared but we have a duty to do and no one's actually going to question this right That's right like it's yeah. sick it's what we have to do and this to me this is all still a prologue yeah right? i know I mean, it, it feels it feels very prologue and i i love star wars books i always have in legends we, we this pattern is used a lot we've not seen this pattern as much in in new canon stuff but they established legends book with a lot of complexity there's a lot of different characters they all like and it's like chapter 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 and you change from all the different perspectives but the story still continually moves forward and i yeah. love that format because it's really hard to like this is why the uh what are the characterization things in the beginning of the books called again like where they have dramatis persona yeah dramatis persona that's why they're so useful in legends books because they move at this pace and like all these characters yeah. are introduced and we're only like eight chapters in and good lord i can't even picture any of these people in my head there's so many so uh, it, it it works really really well for storytelling in my opinion it, it makes it, it doesn't it make the universe feel large to you guys like doesn't yes, it feel like exactly it feels exactly. like there's a yes. lot of moving pieces even even though we're it's just the same story there's moving into the planet but like it feels like there's a lot of moving pieces i love it and then they I give also... they give those very like you said prologue details those background mm -hmm. details about the solar array that they're trying to save yep. apparently stores energy and then makes it possible for having long growing seasons on on Hetzel. but my god these poor farmers are working 24 hours a day seven <laughs> days a week 365 days a year there's parts of the growing season where there's nothing growing you're supposed to let the soil like yeah sit, not, not in right? Hetzel, baby not at always something these guys are always picking like they're picking turnips and picking tomatoes and making wine with grapes. I mean, give these guys a break. They just want to sleep. I also love it because Soul does a great job introducing his character species in a fun way because he didn't go like Captain Bright, a Nautilin, stood aboard the thing. It takes a while yeah. because until they say like, oh, when I grew up on Gleon Sam, it's like, oh, that's right. A Nautilin then. It's great. Like, which you don't need to know. That's but right. then he brings himself identifies as a Nautilin at the end to say, hey, I'm a Nautilin, so I can feel you, which is like, really cool. And I think a much smarter way of just describing characters and a much right. more natural great. vibe. Yeah. Yeah, I, was was trying to, I was trying to plug in those details, and I was going to look it up, but then he was just like, I'm a Nautilin. And I was like, oh, there's the riddle. But there was <laughs> there like, it is. He shook his head, and his green tentacles in the back of his head like went waving back and forth. And I was like, oh, I know what species that is. Yeah. 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 It's fantastic. I also really appreciate how all of these chapters, they all end on a – 
kind of a cliffhanger, but it still feels very prologue-y, right? Like the last yeah. words, last words of this this chapter is ensign, take us in. Like it, yeah. all every momentum. single character is that yes, it has a, so much momentum to it. I absolutely love it. I absolutely love it. Yeah. Well, and hey, and since Charles is here now in the chat, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention chapter seven, because this brings us Tayami, a Jedi Duros. That's right. We get a Duros Jedi, um, which is at least a first as far as I can remember. Yeah. And if it's not, oh well. Um, <laughs> but we get um, we get a team, right? We we mentioned a couple chapters ago that the vectors fly as a team, and we get to actually see that now in this chapter with the Jedi talking back and forth in the comm, saying, "All right, we got to link up. We all had to fire on a single target." But there's no way that we can actually let the computers do it because it's it's too hard. So I will link up in the force with my fellow pilots to count us down to fire missiles at the exact same thing and with the Republic long beam ship at the same time. We also, in this exact chapter, got Buriaga, the Wookiee that we've been waiting for, that everyone has been very excited about. Mm-hmm. Uh, Buriaga actually had a very big part to play in this chapter because... Buriaga and his master and Nib Asek and uh, are flying alongside Tayami, and they all find these big meteors that we know are parts of the Legacy Run uh, coming out of hyperspace, and they're like lining up, they're lining up, they're lining up the shots, and then Buriaga starts freaking out, and no one knows why. They're like, okay, you're a little too emotional. We got to take you out of the out of the Jedi web. Essentially, your emotions are clouding us. We we got to make this shot, and then, um. One of the coolest things I've ever read in a Star Wars book happens where Tayami plugs her lightsaber into the ship's guns because <laughs> the vectors cannot fire without lightsabers because, one, then you can't get your ship stolen by someone who's not a Jedi, but, two, in order to, to fire, you have to be positive in your decision because you are using your weapon as a Holy Jedi crap. to fire the that gun. Is, that is absolutely yeah. beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. It's poetic. It it's is gorgeous. It is, it, and it's so it's so anti the Jedi as we know them in Clone Wars. Like it's so yes. anti that. Like it's so. Where it's, they're like pew 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 pew. Yes, yes. Anakin's <laughs> just killing here. everybody all over the place. And then as they're about to fire, though, Buriaga freaks out again, and they're like, "What's going on? What's going on? What's going on?" And Nib goes like, "Oh my God, the object, the one we have to destroy to save the moon. It's not just an object." It's debris, part of a ship. It's full of people, and they're alive. Which means the last seven chapters, we've been seeing this debris hit these places. We've been seeing this debris crash into the planet. We now know in retrospect, those were all full of living people. Right, right. So this this does go yeah. back to answer the question a little bit more we were talking about last week of like, what the hell is it? How, do we know yet? And you theorized that it's it was that one ship, but now like we looked it up and it seems like it's... It's like multiple ships being pulled out of hyperspace, I guess, at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like, the question is, like, still, what is it? I want to know so bad. Like, what is this yeah. thing? Yeah. Oh, I'm glad we uh, don't actually know what has, what's yes. going on. We have assumptions, but we don't actually know what's going yes. on. Yet. Build that We're tension. We're as confused as they are. I know. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> build the tension. Build the uh, anticipation. It's going to be a lot of fun. Like, when we find the, it looks like we're going to slowly figure it out as the book goes on, too, which is yeah. awesome. Uh, quick shout out in the chat here. We got uh, Spice Den reminding us that this is the first Duros Jedi we know of, but we did have Darth Kaldoth from George Mann's um, that's right. Missed Fables books. Yeah, that's right. We that's have, right. We have Sith Lord Duros. And um, John Dutch Vander reminds uh, us of one of the quotes that she says as they like link up 
let us become spears, which is like her little um, a ritual phrase from her own yeah. people, the Duros. Is it's the a quote. great line too, man. Yeah. Such oh a great my line. Gosh. Like, like, I, I, I think I want more comic woo. writers to come and write Star Wars books because yeah. they're really good at the punchlines because that's all the comics <laughs> yep. are is these short little lines. Yeah, and also I, I love this. This confirms another thing we thought about last week with Avar Chris, what she was doing with like the the thing that looked kind of like battle meditation. I think mm-hmm. that's essentially confirmed in this chapter because Tanami is like, oh, we can feel Avar Chris's connections that she's like webbing between people. Like she's threading us together to make sure we can work more effectively, which is, I think, just a different description of battle meditation. I think we can kind of say pretty confidently at this point. Yeah, something like yeah. that, perhaps. In the vein, in the vein of, um, but of course, like the High Republic, it's new. It's a new version of whatever it is. It might be jumping ahead a little bit, but that gives me gives me very Professor X, Jean Grey vibe. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sure. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like reaching out with love- Cerebro. Yeah, there's little nice little details in here. All these chapters are so full of great little details and nods. Um, I like that we learn a little bit about Nib Asek because they say, oh, they learned Shirawook because you have a Wookiee Padawan. <laughs> like, of course you would. And I'm like, oh, wait, awesome. I don't think about that because Han can understand Shirawook and that's all we need. That's right. But I love that, like, oh, no, once I got a Wookiee Padawan, I decided to learn their language so that I could communicate. That's right. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. That's great. And I like um, how they still go back to Elam to get their their crystals. Yep. They're not they're not using a different planet or something else where they found their crystals. So this so the oh, lore yeah. of Elam keeps they it. They describe her lightsaber. Yeah. That's right, right? How it's like kind of mm-hmm. ugly. Which is yeah. like a lot of and I, and I love that we get now it's canon that Jedi will upgrade their lightsabers and like make for even fashion or aesthetic sometimes. Yeah. Or function. I'm like, "Oh, so it's not just one lightsaber for life necessarily." Like, yeah, that's cool. <clears throat> yeah, we, we've not we've not really seen that before either. Like, man, I just I, I'm I'm just so high on this right now. <laughs> it's <laughs> so just, great. It's so good. This lore is so good. I I, I think I want to change my video game answer to a High Republic video game. I think I think <laughs> I, I think I want this now. I'm pretty sure I want this. Yeah. Oh, and Spice then makes a great point here as well. The battle meditation also seems to be what Bell Zedifar is tapping into in the previous chapter. That's true. How he can like sense the whole planet. Um. Which, man, can you imagine going yeah. up against... If you're in the Clone Wars and the Jedi had retained this level of connection, that it would have been over in a day. Yeah. Yeah, but like, Sidious knew oh, that was not so the much. case, right? Like, he knew yes, he was he able did. to manipulate that. So, excellent. Yep. Amazing. Um, now, Chapter 8, I just want to read the first bit because this sets up the chapter perfectly. The Force sang to Jedi Master Avar Chris, a choir that was the entirety of the Hetzel system, life and death in constant contrapuntal motion. Like, all right, I got it. I got who Avar Chris is. Like, the Force sings to her. And they talked about this on a Comic-Con panel, I think, recently, when they said the Force acts differently to each Jedi in this book. Mm -hmm. And the fact that she hears it as a song, I'm like, okay. And then I read this chapter, and I'm like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Also, the word contrapuntal was in there, and what a great word. <laughs> Have you ever seen that word before? I've never I've seen never that word before. Never in my life. Never. <laughs> never in my life. What does it even to, mean? I'm, I'm going to look this up right now. I sound it out when I read it. Look it up, because I Googled it and then immediately forgot, but I knew it was a great one. That's hilarious. But while you're doing that, I want to um, summarize this chapter real quick. So, Avar Chris, this is her, her view of the battlefield, essentially. Now, we've seen other people using her battle meditation. We've seen other people reacting to the events in ships. And she is still meditating like we saw her, I believe, at the end of Chapter 3 or Chapter 4. 
and she's on the bridge, and we see her um, talking to Elzar Mann, her closest friend, um, who is in a vector of his own. And, I, and this is one of my favorite quotes that uh, Elzar Mann wasn't exactly unreliable. He was a tinkerer. Uh, he never liked to use the force the same way twice, which what a description. Incredible. That is fantastic. <laughs> like am I, a mechanic Jedi essentially is kind of what we're <laughs> yeah. seeing. Like that's sick, man. I love it. Like he's, he's been a knight for so long because he just keeps screwing around and using the force weirdly. Fantastic. Um, know that guy immediately. And she, and we, we introduce ourselves to Stellan Geos, who we've seen in, the, in a lot of concept art and again is in the lightsaber collection book from Inside Editions. We hear about Trandoshan Master Skier, who has been revealed to be in Kevin Scott's High Republic comic. So we got that. Again, just making the world bigger and bigger and bigger, like you said, Corey. That's right. And talks about how none of this would have been possible if the Bith Administrator um, hadn't kept us all at the Starlight Beacon for too long and we weren't in the area. And talks about how the Force willed all of this to happen. And it ends with her essentially bringing together this council saying, all right, we got to save these people on these meteor ships while saving the people on the yeah, planet. Right. <laughs> I don't know how to do it yet, but uh, this is the song of the Force. And then they're like, get your copy now. And I say, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I literally did double check that my pre-order was still alive and I finished yeah. this. <laughs> it is. It's just so great. Like, and, and, and it's got great quotes of hope because okay, we, we talk so much about how we like the fall of the Jedi um, as, as a story, right? It's, it's a fun story to read in Star Wars. But there is something to reading lines like, we must begin by believing it is possible to save everyone. Oh man! Like that's yeah, and, and the fact that distance is not a thing in the Force. Like Avar is connected to people on different planets and in different systems through the Force, which makes me again think of World Between Worlds a little bit. Like being able to just shrink distance using the Force. Yeah, God, it, it's so connected, and it just makes you realize just how ridiculously screwed up the Jedi were. In the <laughs> it really does. It really does. I really like she, this. I really like this name too. Third Horizon, the name of the ship. It's like yeah, it's real. It's name. real Halo sounding. I love it. Yeah. Oh, it is, isn't uh, it? She put into real pers- real perspective of how every one of those lives that were important on that ship, as much as the lives were important on the ship they're oh, on right now. Beautiful. It's like everybody's equal here, and and they. She also put uh, her faith into the crew. Right? They're not. I mean, they're not mm-hmm. Jedi, but they're. They're uh, they're there to help. So she's I'm, I'm hoping one of you might have an idea. Like I'm relying yeah. on you as well. I need. I Can mean, you I don't know what we're gonna Mace do. Mace Windu asking a non Jedi. <laughs> no, that for doesn't help. happen. No, absolutely not. <laughs> but it's so cool because it's honestly like not to get too worldly and big here, but like that those are the Jedi we need in 2020. Is yeah. people that are open to everyone helping. Like, isn't that such a cool, hopeful idea? And. Man, Spice said, I'm going to keep calling you out. You keep making great comments like this, dude. <laughs> says He throws it in here. If Avar sees the Force as music, she is its conductor. Oh, man. Damn. How Damn. satisfying. She's like... And yeah, and like the fact that she's not even... Again, I'm just going to keep telling you, dude. Spice said again, even though she's not the commander of this ship, the Admiral immediately realized, oh, you're better suited for this earlier in the chapters. And now she's like, all right, bringing you all, and you might be better suited to this, because everyone is like, we need to now save 10 times as many people in half the time. That's right. And we can't shoot anything yeah. down. So... Can't shoot them down. <laughs> Figure it out. A, I'm going go to take... Yeah, I'm going to go float over here in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> if you need me, I'll be floating. 
Oh man, I love all these little these little one-liners. Focus, she told herself. You are needed. I love it. <laughs> mm. All I right. Love so, it. one question that I want to bring up to y'all and everybody listening. Yeah. Is this a, the first glimpse, the first detail of somebody turning to the dark side? Where I'm talking about Elzar Man, who's frustrated because he's not a master, because he keeps using and tinkering with the Force. Mm. So is this a first mm. step that he might be looking elsewhere? Maybe through the force, perhaps. Maybe it, it could be. Yeah, it could be something. You know, maybe he's one of the reasons they start getting a little tightening the tightening the the news a little bit about like, okay, maybe don't do that. Yeah. All right, maybe a few more rules. Um, maybe I also think that like, is he a little bit like Boomy from Avatar? <laughs> where he's just like he's the crazy guy but also super competent <laughs> I, but i also love Maybe. the idea that um elzar and stellan and avar we get to see a generation of masters that can't or and a knight i guess that came up as mm. padawans together and are now like it's kind of like you went to college together and now you're all teaching at the same university <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 right it's... like because we we don't see those young friendships do we yeah not really, really a lot mm. It's all yeah, like that the, was so cool. The Jedi from the Republic era, it just seems like they're more singular than they are as a as a whole, yeah, right? That's true. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, but do, is does Avar Chris comes across as the master Jedi that Yoda was? Yeah, kind right of, now, right? Pretty much. Yeah. Now she, but, I, but she's not a grand. I don't know if the title <laughs> Grandmaster is around at this point, right? Because yeah, she's just know. a master. And they've said she's like the ideal Jedi, but I don't know if that means that further on maybe we'll find out she is the Grandmaster or if there even is a Grandmaster yet. You know, with all this talk of equality and teamwork. That's true. Yeah, she she might have a she might have a good chance as she can connect all the Jedi through mm-hmm. through the force more than somebody else could, I guess. So mm. she's yeah. kinda like the she's kinda like the, the web that grabs all the Jedi together and just makes them makes them whole. Yeah, like God damn! Like if they, if they wanted to, like now, you know, we we asked week one, we asked two weeks ago. All right, wow. I I mean, I guess you're pretty confident in your product if you're uh, putting out the first eight chapters. Yeah. God damn! If I was Tom, uh, which by the way, hey dude, uh, reading these <laughs> and being like, oh yeah, first eight, go, do it, publish immediately. Yeah. <laughs> we, we will increase this pre-orders by ten thousand. We, we gotta show people this. <laughs> yeah, like it's exactly it. It's so good. It's yeah, it's we've learned so, so much, yet we haven't learned anything. I know. Right? It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. It seems like this was eight chapters. The book could be 60-something chapters long, as much as I, I mean. Yeah, and it also seems like, very the, long. like maybe some of the fastest initial chapters since, like, I don't I mean, the, the aftermath books that start with the riots, taking down the Emperor's statue was pretty impactful, but, like, a lot of Star Wars books start slowly, like, Mm-hmm. blah was a young child from a desert planet, and his family was mean to him. Like, right. which is great, <laughs> but this one is like, hey, hey, this is a disaster. People are dying. Like, oh, no. go. It's great chaos. God, so cool. And um, I guess I, I put on here in the notes, like, all right, our, our verdict for this Light of the Jedi preview. I, I, I'm, I'm full. I'm going to say it's the most hyped I've ever been about a Star Wars book. It's I've it's definitely these. the most hype I've ever I've ever been about like when they release a preview. Like like 
I, I will sometimes read the previews if I'm like really anticipating the book coming out, but like mm-hmm. like I did for the Thrawn releases. But even the bitch they re-released of Thrawn, like it didn't it didn't get me jacked like this. Like this is so yeah, those were good, freaking exciting. I've never read previews like this that have got me so excited. It's it's yeah, me fantastic. Yeah, and I can't believe I'll, I'll I'll say it again. I can't believe that we happened to start. A Star Wars book podcast around the time that they were building this stuff. So, I know, I know. It, real it really, it really does feel like we're moving into a a new golden age of canon, if you will. Of yes. like, like this, yes. this this past year has been incredible for book releases, and like it looks like next year is going to be absolutely incredible too. We have this, we have all the other High Republic books, we have the new Thrawn book coming out. There's the Mandalorian book coming out, like. There's so much really good content on the horizon, and like I know we, we've Incredible. said that we've probably said that like 50 times on this show before. If like there's so much good stuff coming out in the future, but that's the way it looks. Like yeah, we're just it's rising. Real. We're it's like we're like riding up the ski slope, man. Like in the- yeah, <laughs> it's fantastic. I just oh, I'm so I'm so glad. I'm so excited. Like we seem to be at a time now where you know Star Wars goes back and forth. Star Wars discourse, but right now this High Republic preview. Is so good. The previews that have come out, the Higher Public Sampler, which if, um, is available on NetGalley right now still, with Into the Dark and Test of Courage by Claudia Gray and Justina Ireland, were so good. The Mandalorian is so good. Like, everyone is, is, is jazzed. And I know. It's such a good time to be a Star Wars great. fan. It really is. Oh, and I could be happier to be sharing it with y'all. Um, and again, once Higher Public stuff starts coming out, 2021 is going to be a hell of a year for the Living Force, so there's never been a better time to, to jump into our community. We're going to have Discord channels for all the books as they get released. We're, we're very good about spoilers, so if you haven't jumped over to the Eugenie Discord yet and you want some people to talk about these awesome books with, that's the place to do it. Um, and God only knows how many podcast episodes we're doing about this stuff, but I'm not saying there's going to be a loading Great Storm episode, but I'm not not saying it (laughs) Uh, all right so now uh as we as we get into the end of our episode i want to remind everyone about some cool podcasts we got coming out for you especially our patrons the star wars archives is going strong the first two episodes at the time of this recording are out with trevor and jose if you've ever wanted to know a ton about old school star wars stuff from someone that has read everything and isn't a totally pretentious douche about it, this is the show for you. Um, Trevor brings up stuff that you would never know about Lego Star Wars, about old legends, children's books, about anything you can imagine. That shows over on Patreon. Eugenie Game Night is still going strong. Uh, Wes, what's coming up with that, my friend? This week, uh, this coming Friday. So if you're on uh, Patreon, then tomorrow I will be playing... Uh, Jedi Fallen Order. This is my third in rendition, I guess you could say, of Jedi Wonderful. Fallen Order. I am still on Zepho, but I have uh, I've I've gone through a couple of the puzzles faster than I did the first time. So um, really excited about playing it again. It's fun to to get back into it um, because I hear there's a Jedi Fallen Order two in the works. So I can't <gasps> I can't wait to use these details that I have learned to. To uh, roll it back into Jedi Fallen Order two coming up, I believe in two years. I don't really remember, but yeah, it's gonna be fun. So this Friday, Jedi Fallen Order on Twitch. I'm gonna be playing at seven Central, eight o'clock Eastern. See you there. Perfect. Um, again, those streams are up 
uh, I think a couple weeks afterwards on Twitch and of course on YouTube we've compiled some uh, some of the best of clips. So if you missed Emma playing Squadrons last week, go ahead, check that out, throw that up. Always a good time with her as well. Lots of good Let's stuff in uh, lots of good stuff in Patreon. Sorry to interrupt you, Eric. A lot of good stuff in Patreon coming it's down fine. the coming down the line too. We just did our bounty hunt episode. Um, uh, your Sunday, I guess it comes out today, right? Like we talked about all this new episode, and I wanted to specifically specifically shout out Spice Den, who just became an annual patron. I just got the emails, and thanks, man, for jumping in for a Yo! year. That's a big deal. It's awesome. It's awesome. Thanks, dude. That's incredible. Ah, oh, well, we'd love, we'd love. Ah, oh, sorry, I got distracted. That's so cool. That's so fun. <laughs> um, yay! Uh, yes, um, our latest bounty hunt episodes have been going pretty long. Uh, because we get so jazzed. So if you want slightly longer content, we can't promise we'll keep up with it. But sometimes we just can't freaking shut up about how much we love the Mandalorian. Because it's, so, it's uh, incredible. I watched the uh, I watched the Bo-Katan yeah. episode again yesterday, and like, holy oh. crap, <laughs> such a good episode. Absolutely love that stuff. And after a, a, a far too long hiatus, Charlie and I are coming back with the Ghost Crew this Wednesday. So if you're listening in audio. We are up talking about Star Wars Rebels again. We got our girl Ahsoka back in Rebels this episode. It was in season two, so it was very excellent. So go listen to that. And Legends Look Back took the week off last week for American Thanksgiving, but they're back this Thursday talking more Thrawn news. So be sure to check that out on Twitch and, of course, their own podcast feed. Saturdays, because we got you most days at Utini here, the Conjure Book Club is starting the Age of Republic Villains, uh, the comic series, a limited series. So if you're like Corey and jumped on the Marvel Unlimited bandwagon, you can read that and hang out with the guys talking about all those comic issues on Discord on Saturdays. And again, the audio podcast is released later. January, they're talking Light of the Jedi. February's book is not decided yet, so head over to the Discord Bookshelf channel to vote on what you would like to do there. Whew! All right. Oh my gosh. And, gosh, we have so many shows now. Heather and Meg just put out another freaking hilarious episode of Cat Faves. <laughs> I love YouTube so much. It is. It is a. There is nothing like cat faves in the Star Wars podcasting universe. What's the and title? And I'll let you listen to find out why. <laughs> What's the title? You're, yes, you're just look at the title of the episode. I won't spoil it for you if you haven't seen it. But I adore you both so dearly. Um, yeah, and, and just we 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 did a count, and I know we said it last week, but we got eight shows in the Utini Patreon right now going. Um, at least at some point during the year. The main show's happening. Legends Look Back has its own stream. And just thank you all for being a part of this ride with us. As we've said on this show, 2021 is going to be bigger. It's going to have so it's much more be stuff. Bigger. And I can't believe it's all happening here. And I'm so stoked to share it with all of you all. Um, but with that, that is going to do it for this week's super hyped up episode of The Living Force. If you're already supporting us on Patreon, head over to Discord right now. Join our Aftermath After Show video channel just to hang out with us for a bit. A special thank you goes to Cheryl Bell and Patrick Ortiz on our Jedi High Council. And Kyle Hickman, Freddie C., Sally and Chris Eilerson, and Elizabeth Cloutier on our Alliance High Command for their amazing support of this show and all things UT. You can find us on Twitter. I'm at Eric Eilerson. Corey is at DocStarWarsMD. Wes is at BossWes. And Charles, if he ever decides to abandon his doctoring and come back on the show, is at C. Hankel. A special thank you, as always, to Matt Davenport, our amazing editor. Ryan, our graphic designer extraordinaire. And Wes, our producer, community manager. Thanks, dude. Thank you to Corey and Wes for podcasting with me tonight. Thanks to all of you for hanging out and watching and listening. And as always, we are all the Republic.
There is no hatred. There is joy. There is no division. There is union. There is no apathy. There is passion. There is no gatekeeping. There is community. This is the Utini Star Wars fan code. Embrace it. Live by it. And above all, trust in the living force. That's all for this week. Join our community and surround yourself with like-minded fans by visiting us online at utini.com. Until next time, may the Force be with you.